time, 1025. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. And with us in studio, we have State Representative Mike Sparks. And Mike, you wanted to uh, first kind of highlight, you've got a program that's on the air. On a yeah, basis. I was getting your uh, feedback on our bumper music. It's the, the new show is called Rutherford Magazine. It's heard here on WGNS uh, on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. And... Um, uh, I was asking you if you like the music. You like the music, right? Yeah, and I was making fun of you and stuff. No, <laughs> yeah. just well, uh, our guest here, uh, Gene, I was in the lobby and I was like, "Have you heard our bumper music?" He, he was, "No, I haven't heard it." I said, "You ever heard of the Doobie Brothers?" And, and and I'm always kidding people. Have you heard of the Doobie Brothers? And people start laughing. And Gene was serious. He never heard of Doobie Brothers. But then I said, "You ever heard of Five Finger Death Punch?" And he kind of smiled like, "Yeah, I know who they are." And um, but anyways, I played the bumper music for my mother the other day she's an assistant lymphocyte over at tradition of smyrna and i said mom we think about this bumper music remember she's 90 and she was okay with doobie brothers you know taking them to the streets and then she heard five finger death punch she kind of gave me this frown shook her head like no no you know <laughs> but uh this sunday if you if folks want to listen i've got my a guy i consider a mentor and he's He's wrote the the forward of of uh, uh many of my books I've, I've written dan miller uh he's a uh, been a godsend in my life known him for about 20 something years he's wrote several books um a lot of folks know him from 48 days uh to the to the work you love is one of his books he's a career coach and he's kind of somebody's one of these guys that kind of help you kind of find your passion and um he's also i guess you'd say dave ramsey's one of dave ramsey's best best friends and um probably a mentor of of dan so uh a day, but he'll be on Sunday night. So, Ruth Magazine, Sunday night, 5 o'clock. Tune in. Sounds good. And again, also with Mike Sparks this morning, Reverend Gene Garcia with Adult and Teen Challenge in Murfreesboro. So, I guess start off by telling us what that is. So, uh, Adult and Teen Challenge, uh, Murfreesboro Outreach Center, is it's a center where we're reaching out to the community, Murfreesboro, uh, Rutherford County, Bedford County, Wilson County, Davidson County. You know, pretty much all the surrounding counties and meeting hurting people where they're at. You're probably saying, well, what kind of hurting people? Well, people who are addicted to drugs, alcohol, life control and problems and showing them there's a better way. And do you focus a lot on teens? Because, I mean, obviously that's in your title there. Well, that was the original. Actually, the original name years ago was Teen Challenge. And they put the adult in it. So our specific program is adult and teen. So we're 18 and up. Do you find a lot of, I guess, teens and adults who are, you know, parents and then their children who are both facing addictions at the same time there there is a good amount of that yes that's, that's pretty wild because you know you always hear news stories about you know a, a parent getting arrested with a child and they were both doing whatever drug you know xyz but you hear news stories about things like that but you never actually i guess picture it in your own backyard yeah and, and it's sad too because and you know a lot a lot of these people that i come and come encounter come in contact with they themselves that's all they ever known so there's a lot of times where they think that that's all right or it's okay or it's just the standard it's the normal and then they come to the program and they learn that no things are a lot different <laughs> what are some of the drug problems you are seeing here in middle tennessee what kinds of drugs well 
you know, heroin is on the rise and methamphetamines are, are the meth, I would say, the number two, the top two that I could think of, the most common. I read that cocaine is making a, a big comeback again in the United States, and I, I don't know why that is, but that, you know, is a big problem as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. And I don't know what's more scary, you know, the meth on the street or the heroin on the street? I, I mean, are they all just as scary with the same results, or are we seeing different things with each of them? Well, you know, with, with the heroin itself, you know, that's mind. It not only it only not only attacks your mind, but it attacks your body also. You know, um, there's been things that have said that the the meth and the cocaine are only your brain, but you know, any of it's bad. N- none of it's good. Anything that's mind altering, you know, is not good for you. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> And then you have all the other issues. I know the TBI has really pressed hard about fentanyl being used to, I guess, cut into drugs so that, you know, drug dealers can have more of whatever it is they're, sale, they're selling. Uh, but fentanyl, that's a, another thing I hear a lot about. Yeah, and that's, that's a, you know, I, I was just doing some study in, uh, what was it, last week, and that's just a horrible chemical, and they're they're not taking no regard for human life. They're just putting whatever they can in it to increase their profit margins. And that's all they're thinking about, which is horrible. You know, there was a study done. I have it right here. Actually, I got it on the, it was on, I believe it was, what we got here, National Channel 5. And it said, uh, it's the epidemic, you know, that we, that no one's really heard of about in, Little bit, little about in 2020, but now we know overdoses claimed more than 93,000 lives wow. last year. That's, that's crazy. And then it also says that this, the Centers for Disease Control says this increase of nearly 30% from the year before is the highest number of deaths in the 12 months. It is also the largest increase since 1999. Now, me, myself, being a Christian, I think to myself, how many of those people knew Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? How many of them are in hell? That's what really scares me, too. What are some of the other problems you're seeing that go along with drug use? I, I mean, are they using to cover up, you know, a, another problem that they have? They just don't realize that's what Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the drug use is just a symptom of the real problem, sin. You know, there's a root cause to it. it, made it they may have been, you know, abused as a child. They may have been hurt in the past. There, there's underlying things that may be controlling why they're acting and doing what they're doing and it's never been confronted and they're not used to feeling their feelings and they run from their feelings and they run to this drug to try to cover it up because they because they themselves don't know how to cope gene garcia with us with adult and teen challenge in murfreesboro are also state representative mike sparks now mike you talk to a lot of parents who come to the tennessee capitol to say you know my son my daughter was killed by whatever drug it may be. And those are the people who are really, I guess, letting legislators know that this is a big problem as opposed to some big lobbying firm. You don't have big lobbying firms coming down talking about drugs. No, I've said that. I mean, the... You know, there's a book of lobbyists. Uh, it's 68 pages long, five five people per page. And a lot of them are nice people. A lot of them are doing a, a good job representing their industry. And it could be healthcare, banking. It could be um, infrastructure investments. But there's nobody lobbying really for these issues. I mean, uh, Gene, you're, you're, you're not, your face is not on that book, is it? Huh. Teen Challenge is not in that lobbying book. I mean, there's nobody really wow. lobbying for, for these issues. Um, 
and we don't really have enough folks that come up because those everybody's too busy working you know what i mean uh, they don't get paid to do that kind of stuff but you you mentioned tbi uh, early this year uh the speaker of the house cameron sexton appointed me to, to the finance committee which is a big honor and a lot of times you know you you meet all the key players and commissioners and directors and i was with the tbi director and uh and i asked him about the state of affairs where we're seeing with with our culture the od you know just uh, overdoses and i mean just driving in here to murfreesboro you know uh, i've seen two or three people just on the street no shirts on just hanging out and the other day i seen a fire truck go over here to the city library parking lot and um, I'm, I'm assuming it's drug related you know and um but i was telling that tbi director he said he had a, a myriad of issues he could go into of, of ideas why we're seeing these problems but i shared with him story i had to give a I gave a mother a ride to Vanderbilt. Um, uh, wife called me, and um, the lady had her daughter overdosed. They found her passed away in in Wilson County, and um, you know you, you you see these things personally. I mean, Gene's seen them. Uh, many of your listeners have seen this. They've had loved ones that's been affected, cousins, nephews, or aunts or uncles, and um, uh, it's really sad, you know. And because what do you tell somebody? You know, you've heard me share the story of the boy that was killed in a car wreck, and uh, I had to call the mother. It was, I guess, 2008, 2007. And um, I seen the mother get to news, seen the grandmother get to news, seen the father get to news. He passed out in the parking lot, and what do you tell that person? You know, and uh, believe me, it's not a place you want to be. It's not a place you really want to be a, a counselor. But thank God for those pastors like Gene and other counselors that are listening that are willing to to step out and and help but you know i wish i could say the the tennessee journal assembly and government solved your problems but i can't scott the problem's gotten worse so gene going back to you what is it like when somebody comes to you and they say you know i need help i've, I've got this problem and i can't deal with it on my own i don't know how to fix it i don't know how to stop using what, what is that feeling like and what are you able to tell them well, I could tell them from my own personal experience. You know, I, I was addicted to heroin and many other things, and I tried many which ways to get off of it, and nothing worked for me. And uh, I called on the name of Jesus after being on the street, losing everything, and the state, in, I'm originally from New Jersey, put me up in a hotel room, and, uh, you know, I cold turkey, you know, just call down the name of Jesus said that's it God you win I surrender all let thy kingdom come that will be done because someone told me who cared about me enough to tell me the truth and love that's told me if you get serious with God he'll get serious with you and in that in that room you know a series of things happened I actually believe I was having a heart attack and my chest got real tight I was shooting pain down my arms and my hands and I called on the name of Jesus I, I fell asleep I don't remember how I fell asleep I woke up the next day I experienced a peace I never had before. There was a, a presence in the room I never known before. At that moment, I knew I was different. The pastor said to me, do you know what teen challenge is? I said, I don't. No, I don't. They said, I don't either, but that's where God wants you to go. So I went through the program, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because I had to humble myself. I had to bite my tongue. Um, like we were talking about earlier, everything that I thought that was right from the people that I surrounded myself with because as you know the old saying you become a product of your environment tell me who your friends are i'll tell you who you are and so i was surrounded by all these bad influences and when i came into the program i was like wow 
everything pretty much I've ever known is wrong. And I was kind of like devastated, but it was good. And then I started to learn, learn the truth, you know, in the Bible. And then, but not only just learn the truth, but also have a personal relation with the truth. And his name is Jesus. And then I'm able to share that now with others and say, listen, you can beat this. And there's a, there, there's, a, there's an option for freedom. And the only option in his name is Jesus Christ, you know? So you were living on the streets of New York for a time? Oh, no. I was or? in uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay, so you were living on the streets of New Jersey while also using heroin, and I, I can't imagine what that would be like there. Oh yeah, it, it was horrible. It was it was horrible. You know, it was devastating. You know, I was around, and I was surrounded by a bunch of people who were pretty much doing the same thing. They didn't they just didn't care about nothing or nobody. Neither did we. And to be quite honest with you, m most of the people I was with, I didn't even like. But we had nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know how you get to that point where you say, you know, enough's enough. What what made you decide, I've got to stop this? Well, you know, I, I, I know from personal experience, you know, I tried on my own strength many different ways to change my life and my way of thinking, but it was the prayers of the saints. People kept praying for me by the power of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And uh, things started to shift in my life. I used to see, I started to see things what they really were things that I didn't really know what they were. So there in New Jersey, did you have people, I guess, come into different homeless camps, vacant buildings, you know, wherever you may be, did you have people coming down there saying, hey, you know, we're here to help you? Did people reach out to you? No. <laughs> you had to find them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there, there is one, one point I remember I was out there all strung out and I was at a Burger King in New Jersey, Tom's River, New Jersey, and I remember seeing a truck and it says uh, something like hope lives here or something like that. Or you need hope, call. And I, I remember looking at the sky because, you know, I believed in God. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. And I said to myself, you know, I could use some hope. And I forgot about it. And it was actually years later after I went through the program, I remembered that was actually a Teen Challenge truck. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So here in Tennessee, do you go out there on the streets and, you know, talk to folks who are living where they are and i'm reaching out i'm trying to reach out as many people i can i'm actually the you know i'm with the adult and teen challenge murfreesboro outreach center so i'm trying to get in churches to let people know and get in front of families and uh, we partner with uh rutherford county detention center uh, um davidson county bedford county wilson county because a lot of these inmates that are incarcerated are there for drug charges so we're trying to meet them where they're at and give them an opportunity to get into the program. Mike, where do you see legislation over the next few years, new bills come at, coming up, rather, uh, that deal with drug use and incarceration for illegal drug use? Well, you know, I met uh, Gene at the Tennessee Christian Chamber of Commerce, and uh, at, we were at Puckett's uh, last, was it last? Thursday. Last yeah. Thursday, last week. Lisette Lopez um, uh, invited me. Um, you know, I've, I've said this for years, man. We can't legislate and incarcerate away out of these problems, man. There's no bill, no legislation that's going to solve these problems. I think, I think this radio station can help solve those problems more than any legislation. And that, that may sound like crazy, but I'm telling you, like this guy's testimony. Gene, I asked Gene this the other day because Gene didn't know me from Adam. Of the day. I said, how much did that program cost you that saved your life? How much did it cost taxpayers and how much did it cost you? 
It ain't cost taxpayers nothing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so why, if if here we got a program that's changing lives, now it may not be for everybody. There may be somebody that just that just can't relate. They just can't accept it. But if we knew this is going to touch thousands of lives, we should be at the state capitol preaching this from the rooftops. This should be on every radio station. There should be public service announcements. Comcast should be airing this. The Murfreesboro City Channel, Smyrna City Channel, Rutherford County City Channel should be airing this program, but for some reason we censor it and we don't get it out there. But I've I've heard your your testimony is not like an outlier. There's several people, whether it's Men of Valor, um, uh, Raul Lopez, uh, Tommy Vallejos. There's so many guys out there and ladies, and there's some that's listening right now that. Can relate what you're saying they're they're giving you an amen i promise you now there's some others that may be like well i don't, I don't believe in that gospel stuff i don't believe in that message but what do you tell them because there's a lot of people that's not going to have the courage to come on a radio station and share their faith like you just did what do you tell that person that doesn't believe in this program or just doesn't believe period well you know what they say mike the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. You know, Evangel University did a study in 2019, which could be found online. The success rate is 70%. So, and wow. there, there's men and women, all, and it's not only just in Tennessee. It started off with one center in Brooklyn because a man was obedient to the calling of the Holy Spirit, David Wilkerson, Pastor David Wilkerson. Now it's over 100 countries, a 1,000 centers. Now, something that powerful wouldn't spread like that if it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I had a, Scott's heard me share this, and one thing I want to compliment Scott. Scott helped help lead the the effort talking about childhood trauma, you know, and that uh, childhood sexual abuse, and that led to a piece of legislation that we did run. Thank you, Scott, and ending uh, the statute of limitations. If folks want to go back and prosecute, but one of the elements out of that uh, Tasser study that we had requested previous to the legislation, which was kind of a primer for the the bill uh, to get folks a little bit more comfortable with it was bringing awareness to uh, the need for therapy and counseling for victims of sexual abuse. And there's listeners right now, a lot of a lot of females that can relate, that's been abused, and a lot of folks don't relate. They keep it to themselves. They start using drugs. They start using um, uh, alcohol, which is a drug. And, um, uh, and I'll dare say, and there's studies that say it, there's a direct link correlation between those incarcerated, which is a $1.3 billion cost to the taxpayers and growing. Uh, it was $1 billion just a few years ago, and it's grown $300 million. So we can't continue the path that we're on. But but my hat's off to folks like you, Scott, and um, who, who have the courage to, to, to talk about these things in Eugene because so many people have swept it under the rug. We knew these things existed, but nobody ever wanted to, to have the – backbone to um to, to challenge it you know and it's interesting the study you were talking about it, it showed that i think the average person who came out to talk about how they were abused as a child the average age rather was 49 you know for those who yeah. were sexually abused as a child they <clears throat> didn't talk about it until anyone until 49 years old you know the irony with that legislation and um is in fact you you stayed on me for I, I'm a, I mean, I hate to admit it, for about two years, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, and I just, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't want to talk about it. 
I just didn't want to talk about it as a lawmaker. And then I started listening to other people, and I was like, yeah, maybe maybe we do need to do this. Um, but uh, we had a girl come out and uh, come to that study or that, that committee and testified, and she was 49 years old. Yeah. And I was talking to her husband, and uh, her husband didn't even know about it till about eight months earlier. She She came. She came forward. And they flew down from Texas because that's where yeah. they had moved to. Well, she, I think uh, when you look at uh, Donna's situation, um, she, went to, she went to high school with me. Um, and um, she, one, had the courage to, to come out and, and, and deal with this and address it. But, you know, which is, I'm sure, extremely un- uncomfortable. But, um, but she's kind of, I don't want to say she's an outlier in a sense, but very successful lady um she she took that tragedy and turned it into triumph but there's probably i would say that's that's an outlier i i think the odds are most people are gonna not all but a lot of are gonna turn to drugs and alcohol and then sadly become incarcerated and sadly be caught up in the in the system yeah and you 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 know some of these people i mean we know yeah. some jane knows some of these people you know you, you know and it's crazy to think about it but i bet you the majority of those who were either physically or sexually abused as a child, I bet the majority of those do not turn their life around until they're 40-plus years old. Well, Gene just mentioned the word hope. Um, It's a powerful four-letter word. I mean, people have to have hope. you got hope. I've got hope. Um, But a lot of folks, I mean, you think of the guys that I just seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do they have hope? I mean, where's their hope? Now, some yeah. of it's their fault. Some of them are knuckleheads. Let's be honest. Some people are, are knuckleheads, and I'm not going to share with, on the air what I was just telling Gene, but some people think what I'm thinking. You know, there should be some old school. Um, my dad always told me, son, if you get arrested, don't call me. I'm not coming after you. And um, I know how he would have been. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're a little too relaxed on things, and that's where that balance for me is is the compassion and then that other element that's that i mean i don't know about jane i get tired of dealing with knuckleheads man i mean do you scott seriously i don't know how anybody <laughs> couldn't get tired of i mean it's just it's frustrating because it's like man how many times but then you then you got to go back and you think of faith and you think oh jesus talked about forgiveness what was it seven times 70 yeah that's difficult 